Hey guys, welcome to The Good Life. I'm Nick McLaughlin, and today we have a legend on the show. He's been on Duff Takes the Cake, Buddy vs. Duff, Spring Baking Championship, and is best known for Ace of Cakes, and not to mention this guy has made cake for the President of the United States and elephant-sized cakes of elephants, Mr. Duff Goldman. And as always, we got my buddy, my producer, and my main squeeze broski, <laughs> My, my butter and cream. <laughs> Jake Amberson. All right. I appreciate having you on, man. Like, yeah. appreciate you coming all the way over here. And, uh, dude, how's, how is everything going? Things are great. Things are great. I mean, look, if, you know, it's, it's rough right now. You know, I think it's rough for everybody. But I think that, you know, there's always a bright side. And, you know, like, I'm in the restaurant industry. It is awful. It's just awful right now. It is really bad. It's kind of an understatement with everything going on right now. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's bad. But we have been doing lots of different stuff. We've been doing a lot of classes. You know, we've been like sort of finding other ways to keep ourselves busy. I've found other ways to keep my employees employed and keep them paid. And, you know, so like we're doing lots of different things and things that we never thought we'd get into. Like we make cakes, right? We make cakes. Mm. That's what we do. All of a sudden... Nobody's having parties. Nobody is, you know, nobody's having big events. Yeah, I've always wanted to know, like, do, so do <laughs> do you have, like, a whole, just like a garage full of just, like, frosting? Like, just in case stuff like this happens. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, like, we have, a, like, a lot of butter. Like, more butter than you've That's ever seen. That's the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Can you yeah. say that in slow motion? <laughs> we have cases of butter. <laughs> I have yes. barrels of butter. Barrels of butter. Barrels of butter. Yeah. I think that could be on a shirt. I would buy that if it was on a shirt. But <laughs> do go on. So, you know, we have a lot of butter. We have a lot of sugar. You know, we got a lot of vanilla. You know, we have a lot of chocolate. I buy chocolate in 50 pound bags. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the like where the Oompa-Loompas are and everything, like special. It's what, like the same place that they make the tiger poop coffee. They also make the uh, the chocolate. I haven't heard of that one. The tiger poop coffee? No. Oh, yeah. So they, they have these civet cats. And these civet cats, they eat the coffee beans. And in the cat's digestive system, the coffee bean goes through a fermentation process. And then people collect the beans after they have gone through the, the civet cat. And you can, like, buy it and roast it. And, yeah, it's delicious. That's genius because if you are what you eat, you're part tiger in a sense. You're basically part tiger. That's pretty damn badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude. Okay. Well, you know, I'm. I don't know if I, I should. I try. Would you suggest it? I've never had it. I don't know. I would try See, it. Part of me wants you know, to try if it. If you got eighty bucks, just want a <laughs> cup of coffee. Sure. <laughs> was some tiger shit coffee? But that sounds like something that like you would from White Goldman from Dodgeball. <laughs> like he drinks every day. Right. Got some some chocolate from Tiger's shit. My, my civic coffee. <laughs> my civic cat. Civic cat hot chocolate. I think I'd have to try it just yeah. to say it. So since uh, on this podcast, I'd like to talk, uh, help people out with like stress and like overthinking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, dude, you've had to have some times where you have been in some really stressful situations. And yes. You, or you were, you were overthinking like crazy. Like what do you, I've, I've got to hear what's the most stressful time you've ever had with, with baking a cake. Oh man. Uh, I mean, there's, so, there's a lot, there's a lot. You know, uh, there was this one time 
I was on, uh, I was competing and, uh, there were, it was this competition. This is probably 12, 13 years ago. And, um, it was in front of a huge audience. My mom was in the audience and the theme of these cakes was sports, right? We had to make a cake that some kind of sports and like, you know, it was like the best cake decorators in the world. And then me and, um, you know, I made this really cool like fishing boat. I love to fish and I had a, this like sport fishing boat and the guy on the back nice. was holding the rod and the, the line went way up and like this big fish was like balanced in midair on the line. This was, was made out of cake? All made out of cake. And like- <laughs> Actual size. At, well, like, no. I mean, like the boat was like, you know, two and a half feet. The fish was, you know, probably, I don't know, eight inches, eight or nine inches. Um, with like probably- Less than a minute, no hyperbole, like less than a minute to go, my entire cake disintegrated, like just <laughs> completely fell apart, like, like unsalvageable, like came apart. Like it was, I mean, it was just awful. And so I'm standing oh. there and my sous chef, Jeff, was like super pissed. Right, because it was all of like I had done all the welding for the for this like big tower that and this went on was the like boat. highly detailed. Yeah, cake. yeah, and it fell apart. And I'm standing there and I'm like looking around. I'm like, "There's my mom. Like, here's all these cameras. Everybody's looking." And I'm like, "What do you What do you do in this situation? Millions oh of goodness, people dude. are, are going to just see like how inept I am. I <laughs> I would be sweating so hard. Yeah, so what happened? Well, I, so... What's going through your mind? Tell me. Well, like, play the play like, it out. It's happening. Like, the whole thing is happening. And, like, you know, the first, like, 10 seconds, I'm like, I'm fucked. Like, this is this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Well, that's just to calm yourself down. Right? That's what we all just think, like, to calm ourselves oh down a bit. Like, I, this is, like, <laughs> at, like, the world is, you know, this, this is awful. So then I was like, okay, you know how on those shows, those cake decorating shows were like... Like once the cake is decorated, then you have to like lift the cake and like bring it over to the judges, right? That's, There's that's like the most stressful part. Super nerve wracking, right? So everybody's like, you know, they got these big cakes. Like one guy had this like crazy matador and like there were all these really cool cakes and people are bringing. And so what I did was I picked up the fish that was like eight inches, like in my hands and like pretended it was like super heavy and like super fragile and like brought it from around the table and just like made a huge joke out of it oh my goodness like, and dude it was, everybody was like like everybody's laughing like i'm laughing with them and i like present this like poor little fish to the judges you know <laughs> like i just like ta-da you know i brought this thing and you know everybody's laughing and then like you know they announced like the winners and like you know i came in last and then i like demanded a recount you know so that was pretty funny you know what I mean? <laughs> for each scale that's a that's a cake right there yeah Man, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I just should have counted it, I would think. Right, so you right. you were like playing it off as like, you know, I, I don't have anything to do. Might as well just yeah, have fun with it, go with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, here's the thing. The thing that's crazy about it is that the guy who came in second place made this amazing cake. And he was so mad, he came in second place, he flipped his table over with his cake on. That wasn't just for a show. That was, no. that was real. No, he was just super grumpy. And... My cake completely fell apart. Like, I look like a huge jackass in front of everybody, but like, what do you do? Like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta make lemonade, right? So it's like, well, you know, it fell apart. I obviously look like a jackass. Make it funny. Coincidentally, the guy made Oscar the Grouch <laughs> as a cake. 
<laughs> he was Oscar DeGrasse. That guy was mad. And like, you know, he fl- and so everybody's like, what's that guy's problem? And then like, you know, I, I like look like an idiot, but they, I'm the one that they kept having come back and do more, more things. It's like, that was funny. You know, that was you good. Know, I think a lot of the time we get lost in like what we're supposed to do, but we forget like just, it just it's just what it is. And you can, you pull it off because you have a personality, you're fun. You're just yeah. like, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. And and at the end, it's like uh, nobody's gonna die. Hopefully, hopefully, right? <laughs> hopefully, like you know, like yeah, there was nothing, that, nothing in there's gonna kill anybody. But like, I wasn't gonna die. You know, nobody was gonna die. It it's like at the end of the day, like I love what I do, and I take what I do very seriously. I I, I put a lot of heart and soul, and I put a lot of my self into my cakes. I it's I what I think about. I have cake nightmares. I love it. But you have to be silly. You have to be frivolous sometimes and and understand, like, you know, I'm not saving anybody's life. You know, I know that. As much as I love and care about and respect my craft, it's still frivolous. It's still fun. And it's it's really important to, like, to have fun with that. You know, and I think it's why it's not old yet. Like I've been doing this a long time and like, I still like it. I still go to work, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> man, you, now you are the most obsessed person I've ever seen for the passion that you have for, for creation. Like it's like, it's really art. Like, are you more, you consider yourself more as an artist or, or I mean like, cause it's really, it takes a lot of art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like definitely, I think, you know what I mean? Like we, we all are like, you know, the bakery, like, you know, all of my employees, um, 90% of them come from art school. I don't, I don't get them from culinary school or like other bakeries or stuff. Like most of the people that work in my shop have never worked in a restaurant or a bakery. They are painters and sculptors and oh, builders cool. and engineers and architects. Yeah. And, and hmm. the thing is, is like, you can teach people how to bake, right? Butter, flour, sugar, mix it all together, put it in the oven. But like learning how to do photorealistic portraits with a brush. You know, that's something that not a lot of people can do. And so I can teach that guy, that girl, how to bake a cake. What I can't teach him is how to be an amazing artist, you know? I like that a lot because uh, a lot of artists don't get a lot of recognition for being artists. You know, people... like there's like Fiverr and you could just hire someone for 10 bucks for something, but it's like some people go to art school for... I mean, they, they're starting to draw and take seriously drawing like every day since they're like five years old yeah. and they just are so passionate and it's just not shown. And so for you to like see that in them, that takes a certain kind of person to see like, I know what your vision is and I want to support that, but with cake. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. But so like, that's pretty interesting because um, a lot of people like they stress out and they get like a lot of anxiety with like when they're taking something really serious and like you're really good at what you do, I would think there'd be a lot of pressure there, even though you're really good at what you do, isn't there like a lot of pressure of like, I have to hold my reputation. And, yeah. Um, but you're about more about fun as well. Mm-hmm. So you can represent yourself as who you are. Yeah. You know, it's funny with like anxiety and I find like I have, you know, insane anxiety. Like I'm, you know, I'm a neurotic Jew, right? It's what, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's just what Jews do. We, overthink everything it's just it's in our nature it's we are hardwired to be to, to be anxious and uh, in yiddish it's called on 
you're on spielkiss because you're just doing this all the time. I was wondering why you were doing that. Just like, ah, I'm freaking. I, I wanted out. to get you a glass of water, but I couldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like trying to hand it to you. Yeah, Here yeah. You go. you're like, where is it? Where is it? Here you go. Just drink it. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's it's like, it's, you know, we have to learn. We learn how to cope with that stuff. And what I've found that, that just brings me comfort is everybody is constantly freaked out all the time. And when I think about that, I, I remember that we're all in the same boat. We're all freaking out. I'm freaking out. And so are you. So that's fine. Everything's fine because everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is freaking out. You know, and that, that, that helps me like, you know, get over that thing, whatever it is that, that I'm about to do. Like, you know, I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of like, you know, lectures and, you know, demos yeah. and, you know, going out and every single time I'm about to walk out on stage, I say to myself, I'm not funny. I'm not smart. I don't belong here. I, the, everybody's going to find that I'm, I'm an absolute fraud and I have no business being in front of all these people. That's a big one too. A lot of people have imposter syndrome or they feel like frauds. Yeah. And- yeah. And I do all the time. And I, I, it's almost like, it's almost like a mantra at this point. It's like, I know it's coming. And then my brain says it to me. And then I like, I, I have to go through the whole thing of all the horrible things I say to myself. And then I laugh at myself and I tell myself to shut up and then I go out and I do it and I'm great. Right. You know, I, you know, I do my thing. It's like beating yourself to the punch, like that inner voice that you have where you're like, I know that this is what's going to come up in my head over there. I'm just going to up front confront myself and say, this is how I feel. I get it. Yeah. 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 Like I know that those things aren't true, but I'm still going to say them to myself because it's just, it just, it's just what happens. It's what we do. You know, I think that imposter syndrome is very real. And I think everybody has, you know, it's, it's true, you know, and, and you have to find these sort of like ways of, of like communicating with yourself, you know? Yeah. I think that a big part of what you said was that you, you could say those things because you knew who you were. Um, Because when you know who you are, you there's you could say anything to yourself. It's like you know what I know. How did it? How did it? How did you get to that point where you just knew who you were solidly, even even with like moments of doubt? Mm. Wow, that's a good question. I think that when when you are put in an uncomfortable position where you don't have a choice to like, you know, in this case, perform, you know, whatever it is you're going to be doing, like you have to do it, like just straight up. I think that when you can put yourself in these positions where you are setting yourself up, where you could fail and fail massively, that's when you start to find the the tools that you can deal with these things. You know, so I think what it what it really is is it's facing those fears, putting you know? yourself in those uncomfortable situations, and just like proving yourself. It's, there's no way to plan it. You know, I think a lot of people like to say like I'm just gonna try and be this, or I'm gonna plan this, I'm gonna see how I can analyze this, and and it doesn't work. Like you, the only way to do it is to just put yourself out there and just. Show from your experience, and you'll always remember, like, oh, I remember doing that, and I I got through it. Why can't I just do this or that? Right, 
Totally. Like another thing with me is I, I have incredible social anxiety. Like really, I, oh, I used to have it for my whole life up until a couple of years ago. It's sometimes it's I still crazy, get it. you know. Like you like walking into a room, like with, and just like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't I don't know anybody. And what I do is I force myself to like find somebody, look at them, walk up to them, and introduce myself. Hey, what's up, man? And it's you know, as soon as you do that, you realize they were totally freaked out too. Everybody was. Everybody was scared to walk into that room. And then mm. as soon as you like start up a conversation, people love having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, there's there's like a there's like a, a sort of like a you know, it's 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 like this this sort of like energy that sort of like flows outward and then everything calms down. Everybody calms down. And you you know, you kind of notice that you have this sort of, you know, infectious effect on people where you know what i mean you can get them to also kind of drop their guard a little bit my thoughts were always um when i had a lot of social anxiety i would always think uh, i want them to invite me in, in a sense like i want to feel invited like i'm okay to be here because i don't feel like i'm allowed you know or something and uh once i started focusing on inviting them to be themselves it like gave us both permission and i would like show that like hey you could just be you and i'm here to support that Totally, totally. It's just like always difficult to do that. And, you know, like uh, just people off the bat, where a lot of us are so closed and it just comes off yeah. that way, you know? Um, it's But it's funny, like you said, like everybody, like everybody pretty much feels that way in some situation. And, uh, but no, you think in that moment, you're like, nobody gets me. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. part. Yeah. You know, when everybody is thinking the same thing. You know, I think, you know, another thing that really helps too is like being the weirdo that you are. It's mm. a good one. Like just, I like that. Just be like, everybody's a weirdo, you know? And like, every, you know, like dress how you want to dress, talk how you want to talk, you know, talk about the things you want to talk about. I don't know. I th There's just a, it, it's like, we're so wrapped up in thinking like, I, these people want me to be this. So that is the thing that I'm going to be. And like nobody's comfortable doing that. Nobody. Nobody And is, nobody even you know? knows what that actually is. Even if they tell you, they don't even know. Totally. I'd rather be the weirdo that owns his shit than the weirdo who doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Like just, you know, that's your thing. That's, you know, everybody's weird. Everybody's weird. You know, when you're by yourself and you're playing some, <laughs> you know, no, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, no, you know, you're like, you like, you know, you're playing some music. Like, did you ever see that show Black Sails? Sounds familiar. Okay. It was on, it was on stars, I think, but it had this really, this piratey theme song, this really like, like this bangy, clangy piano. And it was like this super piratey, like yo ho ho song. And like, only like when I was by myself, I love that show. I would never skip through the opening because I love really? the song, and I would do this weird dance around my apartment because I was super excited yes. about the song. Yes, like that's that's everybody. Everybody does that weird thing, you know. Like, like everyone has something like that, sure. even if they don't do it physically, and they judge themselves so hard, they're just like frozen. They want to do it, but they're doing it in their heads. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like the more open you are with being weird, like the more, the more creative you can be. And it, it opens you up to being yourself because the more like normal you try to be, the more you are like a clone of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of other people out there. You know, there's plenty of that guy. There's a lot of that guy. He's in every gap ad, you know, 
There's I know that lots. guy. Yeah, we all know that guy. Kind right? Dick, I don't want to yeah. be that guy. Like, I'm not, I don't look like that guy. I don't talk like that guy. You know? <laughs> he creates the gap in society. <laughs> that's that's the ironic part. It's true. It is true. But with, with your cakes, you, okay, talking weird. What kind of what kind of weird awesome cakes have you just thought? You know what? I don't know. If this is a cake that people would want or not, but I've got to make this cake. Man, well, there's one I've been wanting to make for a while that I haven't uh, had a chance to yet. But did you ever see Empire Strikes Back? Yes. Okay. So remember the scene in the beginning when uh, they're out in the in the snowfields of Hoth, and the 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 uh, they got a Han Solo's got to keep Luke Skywalker warm, or he's going to die. And so he oh, takes the lightsaber and he no. cuts open the belly of the Tauntaun and he shoves him in there. So I want to make a cake of the Tauntaun, like laying on its side, obviously dead, tongue hanging out. Life-size. Preferably. Preferably. <laughs> you got to have people being able to be inside the cake eating a cake. That's legendary. <laughs> From the inside out. <laughs> but what I want is I got to figure out some kind of edible intestine hmm. that I can put inside the cake so then you can slice it open and then everything like bleh, like sort of like mooshes that's, out that's, you know? yeah that's the hard part is it has yeah. to actually like when you open it's got to like fall out yeah it can't just got, like open well yeah it's got to like be like you know it's got there's got to be some pressure in there i i don't know how to do it i'll figure it out you know but like you know you should I don't know how to do you it. should offer that to george lucas <laughs> for his birthday <laughs> i made him an r2d2 once Oh really? Yeah, life size, like spun around, had the little little. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah it was and dope. he could just eat it, and you could just eat it. That must have been kind of awesome for him. Like I'm putting you back into me, into my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> that will consume you. <laughs> it's kind of like those, it's like those mom conversations where I like, oh, I put you in this world. I can take you back. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's like some like that's like some Japanese mythology right there. Like you know I. I like you know created this thing. Now I must eat it to put it back into my soul. Or... <laughs> I I like that you and I can be weird here. If people weren't allowed to be weird, I don't think there'd be any creativity, man. No, because if you think like the first person who ever had like a weird thought was like, oh, I'm gonna not wear a, my sock as high an inch as it is. You know, you know like sure, just... sure. But now it's like, dude, I can create. I saw you like, make pterodactyl cake. Yeah. You know, when it comes to other like stressful or uh, anxious moments, like what other kind of stress has, have you faced with everything you've done with cake? Like, cause you've been on competitions, you've mm. spoken a lot. You've like, what other kind of forms of stress have you gone through? And like, what have you done to get out of it? You know, um, one of the, one of the toughest things, and like, I'm really reminded of it a lot now because of COVID is, um, I have, several people that rely on me for their income. I have employees that I got to pay. And that is when you stop and really think about it, it's terrifying. You know, like, what if I mess up? What if I mm. do something awful and the bakery closes and all these people have to go find jobs? You know, like I have to make sure that I can pay everybody. And you know, I mean, obviously, right? You know, like, yeah, I mean, like, that's how it goes. But like, it's scary. 
You know, you got lives in your hands, and it. Yeah, these are people's livelihoods, and like a lot of my employees have kids now, and like you know, so that that's one of those things that that like doesn't keep me up at night, but it's a it's it's I think it would keep me up at night if I thought about it like that. But what I do is I take that energy and I turn okay. it into a motivator. Right. Oh, really? I, How so? I can't let people down. I cannot let, I mean, these are, they're my family. You know I mean? Some of, some of my employees I've had for 17 years, you know, I can't let these guys down. And, you know, that's my job. My job is making sure that we all have jobs. So for some people, you know, like they would have so much of that pressure, it would just like swamp them. But for, like, so what is it that put you in a position where you're not swamped, but you're like, you know what? I'm focused. I, I've got this. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a good question. I think a lot of it has to do with um, how we process fear. I think fear is, is like, it, you know, fear is that thing where you don't know something. You know, and that kind of that's sort of what's what creates fear. And I think that like because I I like had to face down a lot of fear, like at a really young age, that I when I got older, like I I just like wasn't as scared of stuff, like starting a business. You know, starting a business, like I had no idea to start a business. I have a, I have a degree in philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you like? I don't know. I don't know. I know nothing about business. I'm terrible with money, right? How do I start a business? I call my dad. My dad's got a PhD in economics, right? Smart guy, good with money. Dad, I'm like, how do I start a business? He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to. I want to open up a cake shop. And he said, sell a cake. Right? Yes, that was his okay. advice. Sell a cake. And I'm like, that's cool dad advice. Yeah, right. And then like, because at first I was just like, man, I thought I was gonna get like, oh, you got to get an accountant, and you got to do this, and then you got to get this license, and then you got to get a He's lease. More about the, he was more about the customer. Yeah, he was like, dude, sell a cake. Start it. You know, you'll figure it out. And the thing was, he was absolutely 100 percent right. You figure it out. I was like, okay, I got to sell a cake. You know, so I did. You know, <laughs> then I sold another one. <laughs> dude, what did you what did you learn from that experience? Well, so the way I started the bakery was I was a personal chef. You know, I've been working in restaurants and hotels and, you know, been cooking. And I was like, I think I was about 24, 25. And I had moved back to Baltimore so I could be a working full-time touring musician. That's what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. And so I was trying to figure out like, okay, working in restaurants, you are working nights and weekends. When that is the time for playing shows and going on tour and doing all that stuff. I couldn't do it because I was working in restaurants. So I quit my job. I saved up enough money that I could pay my bills for three months. And I quit and built a website and like tried to sell a cake. And that was, I gave myself three months to make a profit, which was insane, but I didn't know it was insane. I was like the coyote. <laughs> Remember that the coyote runs off the cliff uh -huh. and he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't know that he's he not keeps, on the ground. He keeps walking and off. And he just yeah. keeps going. That's what I did. I didn't know that three months was completely insane. And you would suggest that to people starting something. I mean, you just figure it out. You got to like, you know, when you put yourself in a situation where like when I woke up, like I had my last day of work. Got my last paycheck, went home, went to sleep. I woke up the next day and I'm looking forward at the future and I don't have a paycheck coming hmm. any, from anywhere. I have, I have enough money to pay my bills for three months and that was it. That's all I had. 
that's a terrifying place to be. But when you put yourself in that situation, it's really like you have no choice. You have to do. You it. have, you have to, to decide. Do it. Yeah. I remember reading this, this definition of courage I, uh, online. I don't remember where I found it, but it was like courage is just it's having fear, it's being afraid, but it's just owning it. It's just owning your fear. Yeah. It's not that you're not supposed to be afraid. Yeah. You know? I think Mufasa said that. Was it? I think it was. Yes. I think he said, I think, I think he like told Simba, he's like, you know, he's like, you're not afraid. Like Simba's like, you're not afraid of anything. And he's like, no, I am afraid. The reason why I have courage is because I still do that thing, even though I'm terrified. Because, I mean, I think it's the best Mufasa's thing to do. Mufasa's a deep cat. Mufasa? A deep cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mufasa, mate. Oh, man. Yeah, Mufasa's good. But Mufasa was also silly, right? Yes, you know? he was. He had a little silliness in him, and that's really important. You got to have a little silliness. You have to have mm -hmm. a little silliness, right? I think how it long eases you, it. Like, how long are you here, right? How long are we here? We don't even know. 70 years. I mean, if, if you're, you're lucky, lucky, yeah. Right? You know, you're not. that is not a long time. That is not a long time. You have to, you know, go crazy. Go crazy, you know? Like, just stick your nose into everything and see what it's going You know, like, the time's going to go. The time's going to go, always. When, when you're silly and you allow yourself to be that way, you, it's really like, dude, I get to experiment more. I learn more from being silly than I did from being what I thought I was supposed to be because you're not experimenting when you're just yeah. what you think normal is. You're just doing the same thing, you know? When you're still, I think what we think silly is, as an inexperienced per person in what we're about to be silly in compared to experience, uh, it's totally different. It's not like silly after you've done it. You realize that wasn't silly at all. That was actually exactly what I needed to yeah. be. And it was dope, you know, like dope whatever shit, it was, yes. it was dope. Like you were, you know, messing around, like all good music comes from somewhere where like, you know, you put two notes together, you listen to the relationship between those two notes and then you figure out what comes next. You figure out the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. And then you figure out those other notes that are happening above it or below it. And that is how you sort of build music because you're just playing with it. And you're going to play tons of, you're going to play in your life many more wrong notes than right notes. Dude, yes. I really think... <laughs> It's like not allowing yourself to be playful and weird and creative is like playing a song without a specific note where it's like, I need, I know I need this note, but I haven't played it before. It doesn't feel right. I don't know. Mm. But like in our lives, if we don't play that note every once in a while, it's like you're not playing the song of your life. Ooh, that's messing. deep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's some Mufasa good. shit right that there. Was <laughs> that was good. Yeah. You know, you're not playing your soundtrack. You know what I mean? That's what you need. You need that. Do you have any other small techniques for like handling overthinking, like specifically overthinking? Um, I find that uh, I function best when I make a list. I need a list. Like every morning, I make a list. Hmm. You know, this is everything I got to get done today. You know, and if I don't finish everything before I go to bed, I put it on the next day's list. Because for me, a lot of the time, I'll write something, I'll write tons of stuff down and I'm only going to have time. I'm not taking into consideration like some of those things will take hours and some of those things will take minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, how is there a way you plan those things specifically? Well, I mean, I don't like really have like a written system for that, but just like looking at it, like I know, like I, I know that these are things that I need to get done. And some of these things might be multi-day things, right? Like I'm writing a book. And 
Is it made out of cake? It's not. I have to ask. I'm it's sorry. not. <laughs> not not at the moment. I'm sure. Like when I go on a book tour, will be. But uh, what I, I I had finished chapter one yesterday, and so on my list I wrote chapter two. I'm not going to write chapter two in a day. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like if it if I'm like you know you man like you know that feeling like when you just get struck and you are inspired and it's mm-hmm. just like you are just a conduit for the you know the universe is pouring the energy into you and you were just like i am just here to translate that into this you know like and then maybe i could get it done just going with it yeah but i you know that's a that's a tall order i can't type fast and so i know that like it's going to be on my list for several days chapter two chapter two you know now one thing i do do is i put like this is from restaurants like when you're a pastry chef like you have a lot of stuff going on cakes in the oven ice cream in the freezer you know chocolate sauce on the stove you're doing all these different things you have to have a mad system you gotta have a system you gotta have a list and so what i do is when i start a job i put a w next to it and i circle it right the w means working that means it's working right so if Mm. i've started something then it's working so that way i know that I'm not procrastinating. I know that this thing is, it's rising, it's doing whatever it's supposed to be doing. How did you even create your system? Like you had to go, you had, don't you have to go through hell like a bunch of times in order to like master your system? Like, okay, I did this many times. I screwed up here and there. Now I know what to do. I think most of it, like I learned from other chefs. Yeah, like, you know, that's like, you know, like okay. a like a good list system. Actually, I know who taught me my list system. Her name was Shuna. Shuna Leiden was one of the best pastry chefs I ever worked for. She was amazing. And she had an ironclad list system. So a lot of, most of my list system I got from her. So what was it exactly? Well, it's just, you know, the the way that you sort of organize all your tasks, the way that you sort of like, you know, you, you sort of code things. Because we have this sort of like, I don't know, like this sort of like this this thing that we do if we're like, procrastinating or like we're not getting something done and we're just like you know it nags at you and then you're trying to focus on this but there's this other thing and it's nagging at you and that's like what the w is for the w sort of lets me off the hook it lets Mm. me know but you but the thing is you have to be you have to be disciplined you can't abuse the w you can't be like okay i don't want to think about that right now so i'm going to put a w next to it you know what i mean it's like a it's like a write-off right off the bat like i i have faith in this this is done we know this works. Th- this means I know that it's happening. Like I'm in the process of, right? So like, you know, like when I'm in the gym, I have like, you know, I write down on my list, cardio, training, you know, resistance. And w- if I'm in the middle of cardio, there's a W next to it. And I don't cross it out until I'm done, but I don't put the W next to it until I do my first exercise. You got to earn the W. You got to earn the W. It's like win. Yeah, <laughs> you got to earn the W. You, know? w. <laughs> you don't earn the like- W, you just get to take an L. That sounds, right? There you go. I feel like this is like a that's a saying for something. You got to earn the W, man. Gotta if you had w. a shirt that just says you got to earn the W, people are going to be like, I got to earn the W, man. <laughs> I'm sure Nike's got it. You know, they've got everything. Yeah, they got it. Earn the W. Earn the W. I mean, like you have your system with with making cakes and everything, um, but it's like not just that. It's, it's a whole business you have, and it's it's like everything. Like, how do you stay on top of it? Like. The younger version of you, like when you first started, mm-hmm. did you did he imagine everything that you know right now, like the systems and how to handle everything and the stress and all that? And- Absolutely not. I had no idea what I was going to If I did know 
all this stuff, I probably never would have done it. Really? Yeah. It's, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work and lots of mistakes. It is just making mistake after mistake after mistake. It, it, it's just, I mean, you are going to mess up everything, every single thing you're going to, you're going to do it. And the trick is to be like, okay, like, you know, hopefully you can get past it. Nobody took you to court. You know, that's good. But you, you need to be able to like, okay, lesson learned. When I do this, when I make a cake that is going to be out of the fridge for seven days straight, I cannot put fresh raspberries in it. Uh, it will ferment. Yes. You know, that is a lesson I learned. <laughs> that is a lesson I learned. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because sometimes these cakes take a long time to make, you know, and I mean, cake is fine at room temperature. It's just bread fine you know so you're like decorating 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 put fresh raspberries in there that's terrible they ferment there's yeast on the raspberry and it eats all the sugar and then that really bites man you know? damn yeah so, but you have to tell them like hey just let you know you might get uh, wasted yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, hey just wink bye right. have a, got right. a good one <laughs> It's gonna be a little fizzy you know what's interesting what you were what you were saying was uh you, if the younger you knew what you knew now, you wouldn't have done it. So maybe it's not a good thing as uh, if you were an overthinker in the beginning process. It's not a good thing that it's a good thing that you don't know. Cause a lot of people like a lot of overthinkers want to know everything. Yeah. I want to know. I got to know. But what if you're screwing yourself over by trying to know and you don't just like just focus on just doing it? Do it. Like, Cause you said you just gave yourself the time three months to go all out and just try something you didn't even fully you couldn't even perceive everything you were going to do but what was that what was that what was that thing that got you to do it like um well i i mean i wanted to be in a band i wanted to i like my 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 thing you know i had cooked i had cooked for a long time and i could always cook could never you know if the music thing didn't work out i could always go back to it but you know, if I was going to take a shot, this is, I had to take it. That's what I wanted to do. And I was going to do any, everything that I could to get there. And like, part of it was just like, you know, I mean, like I was like super ignorant about a lot of stuff. Like I never had a business loan. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> you know, I didn't know yeah. I could like go to the bank, like, Hey, I'm starting a, this cake shop. I need 25 grand. They'd be like, yeah, here you go. Here's 25 grand. I didn't know that. So like, I mixed all the cake batter by hand until I could afford a KitchenAid, a little mixer, right? And then I had to like use this little tiny mixer until I could afford a 20 quart mixer, big one, like 3,500 bucks. It builds the foundations though, learning that way too. Totally. But the thing was, I bought every everything for the business. I didn't buy it until I had enough money for it. Hmm. And I mean, that's a crazy way of trying to run a business, but I'm debt free. You know, which was like, yeah, and you would suggest suggest it that way, right? For most people, I mean, most most people will go get a loan and be like, "Look, I need, you know, I need fifty grand, I need a hundred grand, I need whatever. I got to sign a lease, I got to do this." I mean, at the, at the beginning, I was uh, illegal. 
I didn't have a license. I didn't have a, I wasn't inspected by the health department. I was making cakes in my apartment in Baltimore. Like it's not. It's like breaking bad, but with cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And you know, so it was like one of those, like, you know, you can't be doing that. So, but, but I didn't have the overhead of having to pay for a license and pay for a commercial kitchen and all this stuff. I was just doing it in my apartment. Eventually I got busted and I had to, you know, go get Yeah. What was the place. transition from band to, to doing what you do now? Um, well, I'm still in a band, uh, but you know, I mean, now it's like a bunch of old chefs work. It's cover band. We play like, you know, all the music that we love, you know, which is, you know, it's funny, like being in a band when you're younger, you're like, man, never going to be in a cover band, right? Cover band. How yeah. did you know that that's the exact accent? Oh, okay. <laughs> right? That's how we talk. Man, fucking cover band, man. Look at all the fucking losers. <laughs> and then like. And then, like, you know, now, like, you know, and you're in, like, a touring band, and, like, it's all original, and you're playing clubs, and there's 12 people there, and you're like, this is my music, man, and nobody likes it. You know, and then, and then you know, now, like, being in a cover band, you're like, you know, you get to play, like, Ramble On by Led Zeppelin, and everybody's singing along. You're like, this is great. Everybody knows this song. I love playing it. It's an amazing bass line. You know, like, it's it's super cool. Um, but I think the, uh, like, the transition... It just like it got to a point where it was just too much. And the band was like, you're missing too much practice. You're missing too many shows. You know, we like you gotta make a choice. You know, and there uh. were there there was a like a, a discussion that happened and it was like, I gotta make that choice, you guys. Like this is I got employees, I got a future here, like We've been playing the same song for seven years, man. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. One more, one more <laughs> yeah. year. One more decade. Well, like, because I was in a band, like, the whole time, like, Ace of Cakes was on everything, I was in a band, and, like, all the guys in the band were like, man, we should be a lot more famous. You're on TV. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, I'm on TV for, like, making cakes and stuff, and, like, our band is, like, heavy and sludgy and loud. Like, there's... They don't go together. It could have been called things. Heavy Fudge. Heavy... We were... Heavy, we... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. That I mean, that band was good. It was post rock, but it was good. But it was like it's post rock. Yeah, nobody listens to post rock. Like when you play out, like when you go play out, like you know, Explosions in the Sky is going to sell sell out of place. Mogwai is going to sell out of place. Godspeed. That's about it. You know what I mean? Not a lot of post rock bands like have huge followings. It was fun. It's fun music to play, but it's nerdy and mathy and weird. You know. But you transitioned <laughs> right into it, and you're like, okay, I I love this stuff. I do. You yeah. would you would have done it regardless if it made money, right? Like just making cakes, or was it the thing that I just love making cakes? I really do love. I love doing it, you know. And there's a lot of different things I love about. It. I mean, one of the things that I sort of like, I I kind of I love to talk about is it's that sense of accomplishment, you know. Like the way it works is, you know, most of the parties are on Saturday. Right. I mean, you get a couple during the week, but like most of the parties that people have, they have it on Saturday. Most of the weddings and stuff like that. So the way it works is we all week, we work, work, work and make all these cakes, all these different cakes. And then Friday night, everything is on a rack, you know, and you see all the cakes that everybody's been working on all week and you see them all together. And this is sort of your body of work that you and your friends sort of created and seeing it all like together and just like seeing like what has been accomplished, you know, in five days is such Something a, satisfying about it. It's right? very satisfying. It's very satisfying. I remember when I was, um, 
when I was in culinary school, I was a bread baker. And I was like the low man on the totem pole. So like and the low man on the totem pole is the baker. Like the other guys, like the guys who are mixing the dough and shaping the dough, those are the skill jobs. Those are jobs that really take a lot of skill and a lot of touch. And it's also earlier in the evening. So like all those guys would like shape the bread, proof the bread, mix all the dough and do all that stuff. I would come and help them finish up. They would all go home and it would just be me oh, and the damn. oven all night long. And, you know, and I'd just be baking bread, baking bread. But like, man, every day, every single day, like four in the morning, all the bread is done. Just hundreds of baguettes and bulls and like panopy and like all just all this bread. It's all finished. It's all on the rack. It's ready to go. And it's like every night I just had this like moment to myself of like, look at all this bread I baked, you know, and it's such a huge I don't know. There's just this sense of accomplishment that that I love, like giving that feeling to people. I mm. feel like that is one of those things that really kind of sort of helps us be a little more fearless, a little more confident when you start to taste that a little bit, and you're like, "Man, I, I made this. I created whatever it is—a painting, a bread, a cake, you know, dinner, a song, anything." When you, you know, you sort of like sit back, you're like, huh, who knew? That is a really powerful feeling in that it's really just like energizing for the soul, you know? Hmm. Because then you get it and you're like, God, that's a good feeling. I want to get that again. You know, how do I get that again? Where can I, where can I, you know, where else in my life can I sort of like have that? Because it's, 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 you know, it's delicious. And so it's more about, it's not like the result, but like the that feeling of of accomplishment, like putting yourself through the experience of doing it and seeing how far you go. Yeah. Especially when you overcome a lot. Like you see like, oh, I did this and started here. Man, now look at where I'm at. And you were swimming in dough, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, wish. I wish. No, no. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh it's it it is really nice. I mean, you know, when I when I sort of like look now and i just see like you know like like, again like some of the employees i've had for 16 17 years and you know i've had employees that have left and then like you know came back and we're just like nope i like it here this is great you know we got a we got a good thing going you know it's just it's it's amazing to for me to sort of see this like this like community you know that that we all built together you know because it's like it's not just a cake shop like we have like it's just it's this place it's this like like it's not just a physical place but it's like this place where like everybody's free to be the weirdo that they are you know i encourage it mm. you know play weird music we dress weird we make weird cakes you know like we have weird ads our like the shirt we have right now is a a Buffalo unicorn flying in space with yes. lasers coming out of its eyes, right? Like all the things that make a <laughs> good ad, <laughs> right? It has nothing to do with cake. It is a flying space unibuff with laser eyes, right? Nothing to do with cake, but I it's like that awesome. name. I want that. I want, I'm going to dress my dogs up like that. <laughs> and if you notice a lot of Super Bowl ads, they don't, they just, they're good. Some can be good, but you don't still don't remember who, who did it. You know, yeah. like, but with something like that, it's like, okay, his brand is weird stuff. Yeah. By the way, 
people used to call me weird all the time in school, and like I, I was like, you know what, weirds just means they're original because they're not used to me. Like if they got to know me, they'd realize that I was just fun, you know, outgoing. I wasn't afraid to, to just try something new. You know, it wasn't even about trying to be anything else. Just yeah, being, yeah. being more free. High school's interesting, isn't it? Like high school's a really, um, you know, I feel like we really do like we learn a lot in high school just about kind of. You know, functioning around, you know, I mean, everybody's sort of a, this, everybody's a soul. Everybody's a, you know, this, this sort of entity, right? Not just a person, but you're just, you're a collection of energy. And there's something about high school that's such a little pressure cooker that you really kind of, you, you, you start to figure out how to kind of navigate, you know, this kind of like this, like, you know, bumper car session you know, whatever it is, just that life is, you know, this thing yeah. where we're all kind of bouncing off each other. The and clicks and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, like, I played sports, right? I played football, I played ice hockey, I played lacrosse. Like, I was, you know, I could definitely be called a dumb jock. But I was also painting, and I was a graffiti artist. And I, you know, hung out with, you know, the grits who listened to, like, Guns N' Roses and smoked cigarettes. Um, hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was friends with everybody. because like, everybody was cool. You know what I mean? Hmm. And it's like, you know, I feel like that has sort of like, you know, I've never, I've never changed. You know what I mean? I've always been that sort of, that sort of person, you know? And, but, but just in high school in general, like it's such a, you know, it's an interesting thing where like it's, it is very difficult to let that freak flag fly Man. when you're in high school, you know, because everything has so much import everything has so much consequence everything it's you everything do, to you, you if know? you just yeah if one person talks about you you're like oh man Crushed. my life is ruined yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah it's almost like the bars of the high school itself like within those walls is like that's your whole world right there oh man and it's just like like oh uh, yeah it's everything has just so much just uh, what's the word like stakes the stakes are so big and like you you remember when you were the, in high school with like the parents and the teachers and all the, your older brothers and everybody would be like none of this matters none of and this like, matters of course it you're like no this, matters. my life is over you're like none of this matters I promise <laughs> Dude, I would always admire the people that showed up in their PJs. I was like, I wish I was that confident. Like I heard before too, like no matter what you try and be, someone's going to interpret you a different way. So like no two people that have ever existed will ever see you the same way, even if it's you the next day, because Mm. they'll see you one way because of one situation and you're in one place in your life. And then even tomorrow you could see yourself differently, you know? So it's, it's crazy. There's like almost... No point of trying to be right with anxiety. Like, it's just accept that it is what it is. Accept that you can be that. And uh, everybody is that with something in their life. Everybody. And that is such a comforting thought, I find. Not that you want other people to feel anxious. You know, you know, it's not... I don't take comfort in the fact that other people are anxious. I take comfort in the fact that I'm not a freak. I mean, I am, but like, you know, you're not like in a bad way. Like, you know, you're not like, like, it's not like everybody has their shit together 
and I am here. Even though it comes off that way all the time. out. Yeah, and it comes off that way because that's what you have to do to get through life. You know, you have to, you got to put on that veneer of like, yeah, I'm a shit together, right? But no, you don't. Nobody does. Nobody does. You know, and once you start learning that like nobody does, then you start realizing like, oh man, it's fine. It's it's okay to feel that. And as soon as you're you are accepting of those feelings, how what's the percentage of that feeling that goes away, right? Like once you've accepted your anxiety, once you've accepted that like it is okay to feel this way, so much of it is gone. It's true. You know? Most of it's in the trying to control, um, but it's really just, it's not about being in control as, as much as it's about ownership. Like I'm owning this. Yeah. I'm owning what I am rather than trying to be like, you know, I'm controlling where this goes, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's frustrating. It takes so much energy and you only have so much energy a day, you know, like where's it all going? I find too that it's really like, you know, just like what we're doing here, like talking about it. You know, I think it's really important that people know that, like, it is it is cool to talk about. It is not weird. And anybody that's like... If it like, was, we like weird. Yeah, we like weird. <laughs> but, like, you know, people, like, anybody that would be like, what, you're anxious? Oh, my God. Like, you know, nobody would say that. Like, if you were, like, with your, your friends and you're, like, walking into a bar, walking into a party, and you just, like, stop for a second, like, man, I'm really terrified. Like... One of your friends would be like, dude, thank you for saying that. I right? am too. You know, like the whole know, party comes in and starts yeah. like, dude, I'm scared shitless. Can we leave? Totally. Let's all go get pizza. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I totally I just want to be able to watch Netflix eat pizza right None now. None of us want to be here. <laughs> we don't even like Amy. We don't even like her. Right. You know what you said earlier that was really interesting? I never really thought about that. Uh was how you were saying that like like the social anxiety came from like wanting to be invited. Like you were like, you know, that I, that feels a little like imposter syndrome too, where it's yeah. like, yeah, it's that, you know, like you were saying, like, it's nice to talk about anxiety and overthinking and stress because people don't need to like this rule where it's like, you're not supposed to talk about it, yeah. but why, you know, everyone's feeling it. Just talk about it. Yeah. When you get it out of the way, you can just be who you are that yeah. sometimes you don't even know exists. Like I talked to people that had imposter syndrome and they knew they could reach goals. And imposter syndrome is also about fear of success because you know you can reach it. This one girl, she wanted to start a business, but she didn't do it because she knew she could accomplish it well. But she knew when she did it, like her dad wouldn't approve of her because the way that she, he raised her, like to always not be good enough. So huh. it was like almost proving to yourself. You don't want to prove to yourself that the hype is real. At least that's wow. what I feel. You know, the, the human brain is amazing. Yeah. It? It's incredible what the brain, what your brain can convince you is real or true or right. You know, it's just, it's the human brain is such a wild. It's not always flawed instrument. <laughs> it's like, it's a create. It's ironic. It's created to be like the smartest thing, you know. Yeah. Like it's a supercomputer, but you can't. It doesn't. It's like wrong so much of the time. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I don't even. It's like. Yeah, it's nice to have a car, but you don't need a car in a grocery store. Like just right. you know. Right. Dude, just go to the store. Sometimes you go. Don't ever go to the grocery store hungry. I'm sure. A lot of people know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. You know, you get home, you're like, man, why did I get all these popsicles? Man. But, um, but man, I appreciate you getting deep with me in the conversations sure, and, and sure. connecting about um, 
uh, stress and overthinking and anxiety. And this, this information would help a, a lot of people. And uh, coming from somebody who's done it, man, you've been through a lot, you've owned your shit, and you've been really respectful in your life, you've experimented, you weren't afraid to be weird and open and free, and you were just, you owned it, and look where you are today, man, and uh, that that's that's going to add a lot of value to people's lives. I hope so, I hope so, you know, I mean, it's uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's good, people see me like, man, that guy Duff, man, he's really got his shit together, right, he's got TV shows and bakeries and all this stuff, no, I don't. Don't believe it. I'm terrified all the time. It's okay. <laughs> At the end, I always like to say, well, I have, I guess, say welcome to the good life. Wishing people welcome to the good life, no matter where they are, what they're doing. You're living the good life all the time. So if you don't mind, we just like, Just say just, welcome to the good welcome life. Welcome to the good life, you know? <laughs> welcome to the good life. Thanks for listening. Once again, check me out at nick.goodlife. There's no K in Nick, just N-I-C.goodlife. And go ahead and check Duff Goldman out on any of the social media, at Duff Goldman, especially if you want a cake. This guy makes absolutely incredible cakes. And as always, welcome to the good life. <laughs>